Thank you for joining us in Finding God in Video Games. And in today's Rewind, we're going to take a look back at a moment that is pretty much inconceivable, I think, for most of us right now. A world without Fortnite. I'm not talking about before Fortnite. I'm talking about after Fortnite existed. In a move that was completely unanticipated by the masses, Epic Games did the unthinkable. They shut down Fortnite. They did what no other game, not PUBG, not Destiny, not even the omnipotent juggernaut Call of Duty could do. They made people stop playing Fortnite. Think about that. People play it via mobile, because when you can't play Fortnite in your living room due to, you know, the horrible realities of work and school and basic human health and hygiene requirements, it's still there for you on Nintendo Switch or on any other mobile device that you're carrying. Dinner doesn't even stop people playing Fortnite. It's on everything, every console, every conceivable device that you could potentially play Fortnite on. Pretty sure you can. And yet, for at least a brief window of time, the candle of Fortnite flickered out, forcing people to go back to performing such mundane tasks like face-to-face -face human connection, grocery shopping, homework, walking outside to check the mail. It was a rough few days for those that had to face that grim new Fortnite-less reality. And most people just simply went back and, and tried to figure out what happened, reviewing the moment that the black hole completely took their Fortnite away happened in their mind's eye. Now, there's an interesting concept within this chaos that our current free-to-play, always-online generation may have forgotten, or at least taken for granted. None of us actually own Fortnite. Now, we may have purchased online currency for it, or perhaps it's taking up space on a hard drive somewhere, but make no mistake, we do not possess Fortnite. It exists as long as the Epic game servers are online, functioning, and the creators see value in maintaining it. I doubt that many of the current players of Fortnite even considered the possibility that there was the, the ability that their beloved game could be removed from them so easily. Yet there we were, in an era where many games exist primarily digitally or as an exclusive online-only download, the security of a physical disc that can be played in either the presence of digital disruption or the absence of online connectivity never felt so good. With the panic around a night without Fortnite, you know, that did eventually pass, and a new chapter took its place. But the idea of believing you possess something that isn't actually yours has its home in more than just our entertainment centers. We are so used to buying digital items, movies, and games that many times we fail to realize we don't actually own a product, just a license of use for the product, a license that can be revoked if the actual owner of the product can no longer fulfill their end of the agreement, or if the infrastructure that supports the product ceases to exist. Look at Google Stadia. We are all one global EMP epidemic away from losing all of our precious digital items that we have shelled out our hard-earned money for. Now, maybe that sounds a little bit far-fetched, but believe it or not, there's an even larger epidemic with farther-reaching implications than the potential collapse of our digital marketplace. If I was to ask you right now about the strength of your faith in God, you would probably respond in a couple different ways, either with confidence that it's solid as a rock or non-existent based on your belief system. Now, it's unlikely you would respond by saying that your faith in God as a being fluctuates day to day based on your circumstances. That would contradict 
all we know about faith. An atheist cannot truly be an atheist if they waffle back and forth on their belief in God. To be an atheist, your belief must be absolute. Likewise, a Christian either knows God exists and believes he's an all-powerful, all-knowing, omnipresent being, or they don't. There cannot be a middle ground. Now, the funny thing is we tend to feel very comfortable with our belief system up to the point that it is shaken by forces beyond either our predictions, control, or comprehension. And then, all of a sudden, we find that our faith, or lack thereof, is challenged, and the ensuing storm reveals the actual foundation of our faith. Jesus addressed this directly in Matthew 7, verses 24 through 27, when he compared the kingdom of God and following him and hearing his sayings, he compared it to a house. He said, therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. Everyone who hears these sayings of mine, does not do them, will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its Many times in our lives, we experience pounding wind and rain that is neither punishment, judgment, or a lack of God's divine protection. It is simply the realities of living in a fallen world in which tires do go flat, jobs do get downsized, and bodies do get sick. In these moments of pain and pressure, we expect our relationship with God to pull us through as he calmly walks out and commands the wind and rain to stop. And many times, he will do exactly but in those times where he does not respond in that manner, it can be easy to question the strength of our faith or consider that we are the cause of our silence. The truth about faith is it's not measured by the way that God moves mountains in answer to our prayers, but by the strength of our belief and obedience within the silence and pressure of the black holes that we face in life wondering why our prayers are not being answered. And it seems like we can't find our footing in the challenging situation we are struggling in. It's time to examine our foundation. The black hole that we're experiencing that seems to be absorbing our prayers as quickly as we can pray them is neither eternal nor is it fatal. Just as there was a point in time in which we crossed the event horizon in Fortnite into a brave new chapter, the black hole in the darkness didn't last, we also have another chapter in our journey here. The wind, the rain, they're not punishments. It's an opportunity to reflect on the strength of our foundation and ensure that it is built on the rock, not on shifting sand that only holds up under optimal circumstances. We are not responsible for building a perfect house, but we are responsible for selecting and being obedient to the correct foundation. And I pray this encourages you today that no matter what dark night you're currently in or maybe unknowingly headed towards, that your faith is demonstrated by your unshakable belief in God regardless of his outward demonstration of concern. He is the God who knows the current count on of every hair on our head, even if that job is getting a little bit easier on him with each passing year. He knows, he sees, and he cares. He's not testing our faith so he can measure it. He already knows the answer. He's using our situation and circumstances to reveal that answer to us. He's not wondering what we're made of. He is revealing to us what we are built on 
and what we actually possess. The simple truth about faith is that if we truly possess it and have built our life upon Jesus Christ, the one true rock, then we truly possess him just as he possesses us. And no black hole of any kind can ever take that away. Thank you.